Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. So, so, so excited about this episode. I know I say that a lot, but the thing is, guys, that I get really fucking excited about all these episodes because I curate them to really serve you. And I think about every person that I'm going to invite on because I really am intentional about what I want to share, how I want to share it, and who I want to share it with. And this season's really dedicated to the mothers. Not that I don't love all ladies. I love the fellas too, but I serve women. And this season is really serving the mothers. And today I have a modern day medicine woman, Donna Wallace, who is a dear friend of mine. I just adore her. She hails from Melbourne, Australia and has really transformed her life. She was in the working force, in the financial field, banking, and now works full-time in her passion, in her purpose of supporting, healing men and women, and particularly mothers. Surprise, surprise. She has a bunch of different programs and offerings. You should check her out, donnawallace.com.au. And this episode is going to be great. Here we go. so excited to have you here on the podcast, Donna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I know you listen to the podcast, so I'm sure you'll be excited when you're in your car and you get to listen to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'll be excited or embarrassed or I don't know. It'll be surreal. No, I'm not. Yeah, it'll be surreal, right? Well, no, I'm really excited to have you here and you know, I think that your story is so unique. I think that everyone has a very unique story. So I'm not going to yeah. take that away from other people. But I think that your story particularly, it really pulled on my heartstrings and was just so synchronized and really just so divinely inspired and infused <laughs> with spirit in every step of the way. And so mm. before I get too far ahead of myself, you want to share with the audience a little bit about how your entrepreneurship was birthed? Yeah, sure. I think you're right. Like it, my story is unique and it's poetic. But all of our stories are poetic when we're connected into spirit or to source, and when we follow that intuition, yeah. they're just so beautifully orchestrated that we couldn't have planned it better ourselves, right? Like we couldn't have dreamed of that. So. I have only spirit to thank for the magic in my life. But so I have a son, Archie, and then I have a daughter as well, Violet. And after Violet was born, she's not far off three now, but after Violet was born, something stirred inside of myself. I could feel that her soul when she came into this world after she was born 
was really calling me to just be all that I possibly could be. And it was like her birth really birthed something in me. And I just knew for her sake and for Archie's sake that I just had to take this step of just really putting myself out there and giving my healing work a really good go, you know. It had been many, many years of me doing healing work but on the side as a hobby and I just knew when Violet came along that it was time and, like, I just had to do it. (laughs) It was something about her energy and her soul. It was like this unspoken contract that we had with each other that we were bringing the best out in each other, you know? Yeah. Like this partnership, this soulful partnership. So it was really with the birth of Violet that birthed something new in me, like almost like a belief that I could actually do it or that I needed to do it. And I needed to show Archie and Violet the way, you know, like there's how many kids yeah. see their parents that are working the nine to five job, hating the hating the daily grind, the drive, you know, the hour in a train or traffic on the way to work and hating the corporate work or whatever it is that they do and being exhausted and miserable when they get home. And I just knew I wanted more than anything, Archie and Violet to not only believe that it was possible for them to live their dreams, but to know it. And to know it, I felt like they had to see it demonstrated and that I had to do it. And so I had to just move into a new paradigm so I could be that role model, that true role model for them. I think that it's such an important message and I just wanted to pause and like cut in because I think that, you know, so many parents and I know that I could fall into that as well saying to their children like, oh, you can be anything you want to be or this, you can do whatever you want to do or whatever, you know be this and do that. And then meanwhile, they're stifling their dreams and they're just not allowing mm-hmm. themselves to actually make the, that leap. So yep. it's really courageous of you that, you know, with her being birthed, I know when you give birth, a lot of ideas come through you. So that courage that came through you after that, that's pretty powerful to muster the courage to start sharp to change your hobby to your thing, your career, and to start charging mm-hmm. for it. Thank you. But, you know, it didn't really feel like a choice, kind of, you know. didn't really feel like, oh, yeah. I just sort of knew that I had to, and I was resisting it, kicking and screaming in some regard. But the, the calling for, like you said, that, you know, we can tell our kids to, that they can do anything that they want in the world, but unless they're seeing that and they know that as an experiential belief, you know, it's like it's creating a foundation of knowledge. Unless they know it, they see it, then it's not going to be authentic to them if we're not doing what we're, what we're telling them to do, is it? Yeah. It's funny because I see it in, I mean, I have a three-month-old now, but I also have a 10-year-old stepson, and I see it in him more so than obviously a three-month-old because it's not like he can really do much besides eat and burp and sit up and, you know, poo and repeat that. And cycle. smile and cuddly, <laughs> yeah. And just smile and, and, and coo and, well, now he also moves his head back and forth and follows where you're walking. It's very cute. <laughs> but aside from those, like, you know, where's Mama? Oh, there she goes. Um, <laughs> like basic developmental skills that he's, like, starting to take on but I see it in Cameron who's obviously older 
And when you tell him to do something, if you are embodying that and if you are doing that through your actions, not your words, he will do Mm -hmm. it. But it's the things Mm -hmm. that you are not embodying that I see all the time happening with him. If myself or my partner aren't embodying that, he doesn't do it. He never does. Won't do it. Well, they know. They're so smart. Because they follow it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about that authenticity too, isn't it? It's like, well, if you're not walking the mm. talk. But you know, like, even though you might not see the results with Jack, like, as, you know, if, I don't know how many years it is that the first way of gathering information through the, from the world is through their feeling sense. And so if he's got mm. feeling senses of you as his mother living from her heart, connecting with her intuition and walking her soul path, then for him, that's just like an innate way of being. Like imagine Mm. being born into that. That's so amazing. So amazing being born into a family where your only feeling, you know, experience is deep authenticity of you aligning your outer world with your inner world, with your soul. Yeah. You're right. It's damn cool. I'm He's, I always say, I'm like, he's a damn lucky boy. Aside, I mean, that's, that's very cool as well, but I also, I'm like, he's got a, he's got his citizenship in New Zealand and he's got a citizenship in America. I'm like, guys, I think he's the luckiest in the family currently. And we're all like, yep, yeah, yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) He was also the smartest. He was also like, you know what? I'm not coming in as a soul until you guys get your shit sorted out. (laughs) I'll come in. <laughs> totally, totally. He's like, listen, mom, I've been hanging out for a while, but you always, mm-hmm. you haven't always had your shit together. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait. <laughs> it's funny that we totally. talked about that actually. You know, after I had Artsy, I had a miscarriage and I took some, you know, it was devastating, you know, like I think people mm. are right when they yeah. say you fall pregnant, like you see those two lines on the pregnancy stick and you've already decided what school they're going to be, what they're na- going to go to, what their name's going to be, all of that. You've got their whole future mapped out. And so, um, and when you have like, when you have that loss of a baby it, at any point, but you know, my, mm. I can only speak to my experience of a miscarriage, like it was just gut-wrenching Partly because as well, I could feel the um, soul of the baby with me already, you know, and mm. and then to lose that baby. And it is, I talk about it even with my clients, you know, miscarriages are like losing a baby because you're already connected with that baby. It's not losing a fetus. You're not losing like a little fetus in your belly. You're losing a baby, like that, the mother's grief. Anyway, I dug around. Yeah. And no, I think that's a really fun. important thing too, Donna, just to like highlight for a moment because I think a lot of the listeners that are listening in, you know, are obviously women and mothers, and there, but there also might be mothers that are not yet mothers or people that want to become, you know, and, and fall pregnant. And I know that I know for myself, like I didn't really understand the power and the brevity of like a miscarriage, like what that really means. And I, I like bow to every woman that has ever had one because I think that that's a really, God, that, like that's a really painful experience. You know, no one should have to lose a child and regardless of whatever stage it was, it's like a child, you know, it's a baby. So I think that, you know, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. 
And, you know, steps beyond that are, you know, being further along in your pregnancy and even having to go through labour to um, to birth that baby that you know is not going to be alive or to have the horrendous experience of a stillborn child or a child that has a limited life expectancy, like all of that stuff. I, I can't even fathom. But yeah, what I do know is that when we step into that journey of motherhood, we open ourselves up. I'm getting emotional, Melaine. We open ourselves up to the greatest love that we've ever known. And we also open ourselves up to the greatest grief that we could ever know too. You know, mm. the whether you're at that point of which where you're calling in that baby, you're wanting, tr- trying to fall pregnant, or you're the yearning for a baby and you haven't met the partner yet, but you know that you want that baby, like the yearning for a baby, for that soul to come in or, you know, the the trials and tribulations of um, IVF or, you know, all of these things. It's like we open up our hearts so much, like our hearts expand, they get torn apart through grief, perhaps of miscarriage or, or whatever your story might be of not being able to conceive, of losing a baby, and they get ripped apart. But if we can honour that grief, it truly is the opening and expansion of our heart where we can find more compassion for other people who have gone through, you know, especially other women who are on this motherhood journey too, or other people who have experienced grief and loss. Like we develop like this really deep compassion as women and as mothers, as childbearers, and as women of the earth, you know. Yeah, totally. And it's pretty cool that you can also, as a full entrepreneur at this point that has left her nine to five and is fully embodying your vision as a healer and being able to lead by example for your children, you also do that in work. Happy dance in your TP, which is where you also in your TP. Is also where you support other women, you know, going through these mm. different ex- painful experiences. Like, when did you feel, when did you kind of get the calling to really tune in and work with mothers? You know, if, to be perfectly honest, Spirit just kept sending me women and mothers. Mm. And I just started seeing like this spate of clients that were had very similar themes. And I was like, what, what's all of this about? You know? And so it just it happens organically. And then I also had um, connected with some um, Aboriginal spirit guides, actually, and women. They were coming into the teepee and I could see them like walking across. I actually live in suburbia in the western suburbs of Melbourne, but I could see them walking across the land and walking into the teepee to support these women who were either, you know, for whatever challenges they were having with motherhood. And it just started to, started to become clearer and clearer that this was part of my work and an important part to support women. And then, of course, it's like, oh, like that's part of why I went through a miscarriage. Don't you love hindsight? Like it's so beautiful, you know, you can see the wisdom further down the track, like why we went through the shit that we went yeah. through. Like I really get pain. I get the grief of losing a baby and I get the difficulty of, you know, the, the the long time it took me to conceive Violet and, you know, that things don't go to what we think our plan is. And so it just was really, in all honesty, Melaine, it was organic and natural. And what happened is just what spirit brought in. 
those beautiful mm. women. And like I always sit in this space and feel deeply humbled and grateful that I get to share that inner world with, you know, both men and women, but particularly women. They get to share their inner world, their inner experience, their innermost desires and also pain and that we can sit in that together. And it's such a humbling experience. I'm very blessed. Yeah. And I mean, you definitely are. And it's it's good that you see that you are as well. And I think that, you know, your path and your journey is uniquely yours. But I also believe that how your journey is unfolding is the way your children chose it too. Like, I believe that they're all a part Mm -hmm. of the... You know, like each child that is born into the entrepreneurial world, I, I believe that they know, like they're, they're coming in because they think that they choose you as a parent. And I believe that they also mm-hmm. choose business because they know like, oh, this is what we're up to. This is what we're here to do. And so it's just pretty cool how your life has really organized and been orchestrated with your children to lead you to this moment where now you're serving mothers because you've been through this, you know, well, they just started showing up on your doorstep, literally. But, like, you've also had experience <laughs> to really feel them and, like, hear them and see them. Mm. And what would you say has been – I have two questions for you, and they're pretty deep. So if you would need to take a moment to think about it. But the first one is, like, what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned from your children that you've been able to apply in your business? And then the second mm-hmm. one is – what breakthrough have you had in your business that has supported you in being a better, better mother? Okay. So one of the things that I believe that happens when we have children is that whatever age our child is, they trigger things to be healed within ourselves from when we were that age, the age of our children currently. So for instance, when Archie turned five and he started going to school, it brought up all these I didn't realize what was already sitting with me for so many years was things that I hadn't healed from my own childhood when I was five and starting to go to school. And so the beauty of children when we can be really conscious and tuned in and connected with ourselves is that we can allow our kids to trigger healing within ourselves. So every step of the way, you know, having different reactions or responses to what our kids are going through. And it's actually like, actually, hang on a second. This isn't about, this is more about me and my reactions and how I'm feeling. And when um, I've been able to work through that, then I can be present with my kids. And so that's a personal, like the personal healing journey that I've had from having kids has been absolutely profound and is continuing all the time. And so I work really consciously with what is happening with my kids and how am I reacting to what's going on with them and how can I heal the little girl inside of me. And and what that's been allowing for is for me to then really show up with them and be really present and hold space for them and not be reactive like I would otherwise have been. So for instance, you know, just to, like I actually had a bit of a meltdown the other day and he went off and he was crying in his bedroom and I was like, I just didn't say anything and I just went and sat down with him and I tuned in and I really opened up my heart space energetically. I 
connected with that energy of peace and feel like just knew that I was radiating peace and love, like I was experiencing myself and I was there fully present with him in his upset. And it didn't take very long really in the scheme of things for him to start to calm down. And without even talking about like the blow up issue of what caused that for him to be upset, we didn't talk about that at all. Instead, there was a point where he started to calm down and he started making eye contact with me again. And I just said, like, would you like to sit next to me? Would you like me to hold you? And then he just scooted over to me and it was so beautiful, Malayne. It was like, Mm. you know, if I wasn't in that space, if I wasn't being able to be fully present and hold space for him, he would have had Mm. a completely different experience. And that's just one time, you know, like this has happened for many, many, many times where when they allow me, they trigger me and allow me to heal my own shit so I can really Mm. be there with them. And in turn, what that shows me and teaches me in my work is that I get to be with with my clients. We talk about the stuff in their lives that's triggering shit for them. And then they bring the inverted commas shit into this space and we can really get to what's at the bottom of that. So then I can be that space for my clients, you know, let's get to what's really underneath. Like, And then they have the same experiences, particularly the mothers that I'm working with already saying, you know, that they're shifting, there's something shifting with their kids, there's shifting in the way that they're parenting, they're not parenting from their heads anymore, they're not reactive, they're starting to really connect with their kids on a so much deeper level and they're intuitively parenting. Like they're meeting their kids where their kids need to be met. And to Mm. me, that is like, oh, it moves me so much that we can do this work on ourselves and then we can really parent. We can really love these beautiful souls and we can really meet them where they are. And to Mm. me, that's just invaluable. Yeah, you know, I think it was um, Sarah Blakely that said something like, she always hires mothers in her business because she knows how badass they are. Like she knows that they have this experience to really feel into each situation and and each problem and each, and they have like the ability to have compassion and empathy and, you know, not that men don't, but it's just a different experience. You know, it's just a different experience. Mm -hmm. Like a mother is, and sometimes even my partner, you know, I was sick one day uh, I had like a stomach flu for the day and I was like literally running to the bathroom and then running back and like breastfeeding and then running to the bathroom and running back and breastfeeding. And it was pretty, I would say it was like awful on the scale of one to awful. It was awful. And, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> That's awful. the next day, it's pretty awful. And, and he was like, oh, babe, you know, and he was like, you know, there and like, war- like had a warm cloth for me and everything like very loving and then the next day he got sick and he was like how the hell did you do that yesterday and then he's like wait Mm -hmm. don't tell me he's like mothers they're just badass and I was like yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) I'm like that's it it really is and Mm -hmm. I love that you know Archie and Violet have shown you so much and I think are constantly calling you forth to grow your business and a lot that you know dichotomy of like learning and then 
using it, applying it in the business and then learning from your clients and then applying it to your kids. Like it's such a great yin yang experience. It is. It is. It's all, and it's all the same, you know, like such a commitment to evolution for, I'm committed to my own evolution because I know that when I do the work on myself, the kids get such a better atmosphere in the house. Like, you know, they get so much more of the real Donna. And same with my clients, you know, the more work I do on myself Mm. and it's all mutually beneficial. But there was something you said earlier about the, our kids choosing our businesses. And I think you are so Mm. spot on about that. Like, had I not moved out of my corporate job and just be doing my healing work, I wouldn't be able to drop my kids off at school every day, pick them up. I wouldn't be having all the afternoons available for them. I am so, like, I'm physically more available. I'm not out of the house for 12 hours like I was when I was doing a corporate job each day. And so I'm physically more available, but I'm emotionally more available. I'm calm. I've never been more content in my whole life. Mm. And so if they choose, like, if, if part of that was that they helped pull me forth to step into that, it was ultimately for their benefit as well. And yeah, for sure. They're like, I'm going to come down here and live the best kick-ass life as a spirit having this human experience. You know, like I really, and it's funny because I even say with like my stepson, I'm like, yo, you organized as a soul one of the best setups ever because he really liked <laughs> his parents. His parents split and then like, his mother married into a guy that's also an entrepreneur and then now his dad's with me and an and so you know we both we both sides live a very freedom based type of lifestyle lots of travel and things like that now when the parents were together it wasn't really like that it was more just kind of getting by type of living mm. and so now you know he's like when i grow up i'd like to have a Lamborghini and I'm like well you can have whatever you desire <laughs> that's what you really desire <laughs> is it possible and then just last night he said well and I think I shared this on another episode too so sorry for the repeat guys but like it was really cute because he literally just was like you know I actually um want a Range Rover because that's more conducive to having a family and I just thought that that was oh. so Oh, isn't right. that gorgeous? You know, him getting to yeah. experience family like this and how his vision of what he wants changes. Oh, Malayne, that yeah. says so much. Oh, my heart. It's very sweet. Oh, I can I feel that. It's beautiful. It's very sweet. It's, it's very so sweet. beautiful. He was just in my office today too, like, because um, Jack was crying so, and I was working and he came running in and he was just holding him and he was like, isn't he just the most beautiful baby in the world? And I said, yeah. And he goes, but my brother Oliver was also very good looking. And I myself am a very good looking guy. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, 10 going on 40, 10 going on 40. (laughs) Oh, so gorgeous. So funny. So gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. So free to be him, right? And claim his beauty. Yeah, totally. And, and I love that that's the permission that you give so many people. Like you give that to yourself, but also to your clients. And really, that's such a great world that we all get to live in. It is, isn't it? It's such a good world to live in a place where you can dive to the bottom of your inner self and then 
re, you know, on the way up as you're resurfacing up to the top of the water where you can align your outer world with your heart and soul. I love it. It's the yeah. best. It is. You know, is. and oh. I think, thank my lucky stars all the time that not only do I get to do the work that I do, but that I, these two souls chose me. Like I don't really yeah. quite know how. Like it's just amazing, you know, when you look at them and stare into their eyes and you're like, I've known you for so many lifetimes beyond this one and I'm so grateful for you. They're just mm-hmm. magic, aren't they? They really are. Well, they really, mm-hmm. really are. Uh, I could talk to you about all of this for like nine hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like nine, done, nine million hours. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's always so much fun and this is like such a juicy topic. Mm. Donna, where can the ladies find you if they want to learn more about what you're creating, what you're up to in your TP and your offerings and just learn more about what you have going on? Sure. Um, my website is donnawallace.com.au. So that's Donna, D-O-N-N-A, Wallace, dot ecomau And I'm also pretty active on my Facebook page, which is Donna Wallace, Modern Day Medicine Woman. And I have a group there too now called Soul Medicine Movement, which um, all of your ladies would be welcome to come in and join. Awesome. So exciting. So mm. you guys... Everything that she just mentioned will be in the show notes. So if you don't have a pen handy, not to worry. Just go back to the show notes on my website and you can grab all the info there. And thank you so much for being with us today, Tana. So appreciate you. Malone, thank you. I was just sharing with a friend this morning about you and how mm. you've got you've got a newborn baby and you're like, I just can't even fathom like you're just incredible the work that you're doing and how you've expanded with the birth of Jack and I just Mm. want to thank you for being such an inspiration to me and and to so many women out there and I just love and adore you and I'm so fucking grateful that you came into my life so thank you and thank you for this podcast topic it's so inspiring and um yeah I hope I hope beautiful mamas out there get a lot out of it me too. Well, thank you for that acknowledgement. And I, I receive that in gratitude and, and I really love you as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this series because I think that for me, I, you know, it started out as a selfish kind of reason because I really wanted, after going through <laughs> the first month of just being kind of an emotional mess, I was like, wow, I get that my experience wasn't as long as some other people may experience themselves or the way that I, Essentially, my journey is different than everyone else's, but I wanted to really connect with more women and find out what their journey was like to let other women know that they're not alone. And I really think that Mm. spirit orchestrated my journey this particular way so that I could be the vessel that delivered it. So it's almost like Malene can't be, Malene can't be a mess for too long because we got to use her as the vessel to deliver this new message. (laughs) And that's why I just was like, that's why I feel energized you know, on a daily basis. Even when I have two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep, I really don't feel sleep deprived because I really feel energized by spirit. Amazing. It's really wild. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like after I had Archie, it probably took me a couple of years to start to feel like myself again. But then having mm-hmm. a Violet, it was like, I think they just, I got heaps of support, you know, emotionally. And then they were like, come on. 
kicking me up the butt. It's time to go. You've got to feel good, you know, come back into mm. creation mode much faster yeah. than, you know, what it was like for me with Archie. So it's all different and we're all different and it's all perfect. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Well, thank you again so much for being here and just appreciate you creating this space with me. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And ladies for listening in, thank you so much. Until next time, wishing you an amazing day. Bye for now. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. And uh, I just love creating and being of service and giving and sharing and creating and giving and sharing. And so if this resonates, please rate us, leave us a review on iTunes. I mean, leave me, essentially. There's no us. I mean, who's the us? It's me, Malayne. (laughs) So if you can rate and review, it'd be awesome. And share with other people that you know this would resonate with. You guys have an amazing rest of your day, week, wherever you are. Bye for now.